Hey, it's Tyler Carr, and you're listening to one of my favorite podcasts, 204 Rides. <laughs> no, no, we, we got a lot of we got to we got to step up to the radio level now. We got to put our voices, radio voices, on it. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Welcome back to the Two for Rise podcast, where we document the rise and stardom of Winnipeg's talent and personalities. Thank you so much for joining us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We we have a podcast every Tuesday, and join in. It's going to be fun. Well, let's bring on our guest for today. You may have heard him on the Winnipeg's number one hit radio station. He is a Winnipeg personality and, most importantly, a rising talent in the city. It's Energy 106's very own Tyler Carr. Man, that was a good intro. <laughs> yeah, you got to give us some tips. You got to get like, we need we need tips for. You, for need tips. you guys are doing just fine. Perfect. Well, let's let's get into the conversation. Uh, why don't you start off? I know I gave you my intro, but why don't you start off by giving yourself an intro and what you do? For nice. Us. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, like you said, I'm Tyler Carr. I work at Energy 106 here in Winnipeg. I have been now. For about four years, which is crazy, um, I've been in radio for just over six. Uh, I actually started my radio journey out in Alberta. I went to school at uh, the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology, SAPE for uh, short. Um, I graduated with a uh, diploma in radio, and I've just been doing my dream job ever since, and it's been great. Wow, that's amazing. I, there's yeah. very few people who I know who, who went to school specifically for radio. Most of most of the time it's like arts or music or something else. But uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. I, I think to a lot of people, they discredit radio. You know, they think that you just kind of jump on air and talk. And that's pretty much, yeah, the gist of it. But there's so much behind the scenes that you got to do, too. You know, especially for the show that I do on, uh, on Energy 106 with Wheeler and Jasmine, uh, you know, I produce most of the show, too. I run the board. I do a lot of the promo editing. Uh, Wheeler does a fair share of that, too. There's also prepping. Jasmine does a lot of the news prepping, a lot of writing that goes behind it. So I think going to school for me was just important because I really wanted to understand everything in radio. I wanted to do writing. I wanted to be able to produce. I wanted to be able to do anything that they threw at me in the industry. So for me, school was something that I just... I couldn't skip out on it. I knew that it was something that I needed to do. Was was that more of a personal uh, like goal to attend school and get like a higher education? Uh, obviously, you you know right from the start you wanted to go and study radio, but was that also like a, a checking off the bucket list? Kind of. I think there was a maturity aspect with it too. I think I had a lot to learn when it came to organization skills, uh, being able to plan out what a week would look like, uh, you know, and, you know, going to school, I was very young and I, it was only a two year program. So I think for me, it was being able to go out and actually mature myself to a point that I was able to start my career, because I think if I didn't go to school, I don't think I would have been ready for the industry. I think that was something that I really needed to do. So do most people in the radio industry go to uh, school for radio as well? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of a toss-up. Um, I know Jasmine didn't. Um, Dave actually went to the same school as me, uh, which is crazy. But he went, like, I think 50, 60 years before me, at least. It must have been. Um, <laughs> no, it was only, like, 20 years. It's going to kill me for saying that. But, um, 
Yeah, I think it's a it's a toss up. I know a lot of people that uh, are very successful that didn't go to school, but uh, I just think too, especially in radio, if you want to be that like triple threat that everybody's looking out for, you you want to go to school so that you can learn how to do the production, the writing, uh, the on air, and then you know for sake for me, they even taught me how to do some news and how to write some news and to uh, kind of be educated with that as well. So I don't think it hurts to have school. And uh, I think if anything, you know, it helps you make those connections that get you into the industry, which is so important when it comes to radio, because knowing somebody is everything. They could get you your first job. Where, where did this passion come from, from radio? Like why, why radio specifically? Oh gosh, you know, I think it was, Honestly, you know, it's funny because people ask me that all the time and my answer consistently changes. Um, I I was working in Swan River. It's a small town in Manitoba and I was at the co-op. And I remember one older lady came through my till and I did the typical, hey, what's your co-op number? And she's like, I I could tell you her co-op number, 234157. (laughs) And uh, she was like, you know, you're just so bubbly. You sound like you should be on the radio. And I, I, I had always thought about being on the radio before that. But I think like for people to start resonating and kind of tell me like, you're, you're so bubbly, you're so happy, like you should talk on the radio, I think kind of helped me resonate with my passion of music and my passion of being able to talk with people kind of just pulled everything together for me. So I think like my whole journey in high school really was my awakening into why radio was just the perfect job for me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, like I, I, I listen, I tune into your morning shows quite often on Energy 106. Right? Yay! And, and there's, there's so many aspects to it. So why don't you discuss like how, where that structure came about from? Like, where did you get all these different segments to your show? Nice. That's a really good question. Um, you know, uh, it kind of all depends on each show. Uh, Jasmine has always been very passionate about just random stories that she finds. And so, uh, you know, we kind of talked about, wait, what? And that's something that we do two times a morning. We actually do three times now where Jasmine just brings the most absurd stories that she's seen online. And we just really talk about them and dive deep into them. And so I think it kind of, it, it takes time. Because if you even look at when our show started to where it is now, the structure and everything has been moved around and changed. You kind of just have to get thrown into it. You try it out, see what works. And then things kind of just fall into place as time progresses. Um, same with like the news and sports and stuff. You know, we've, we've moved things around to wherever they fit. And you kind of just, go with the flow and then if something sticks you just kind of run with it if that makes any sense and then if it doesn't work then radio has that ability to be like no we're going to change it tomorrow you know like there's no there's nothing set in cement we can pretty much have a freestyle whatever we want which is pretty cool that's a really good question though um going back to the uh that wait what segment do you have like a favorite story from that (laughs) <laughs> do I ever it's actually so funny because Jasmine will tell the most absurd stories and then I'll go home and I'll I'll be laying in bed and I'll be like was that that was a real story like I'll, I'll be laying in bed and they'll come back to me but actually the one she told this morning uh really resonated with me because somebody was working at Walmart and really wanted to impress this girl and so he ended up stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gift cards and stuff to try and impress this girl. And he was an employee at Walmart. And like, obviously he got caught. Now he's going to jail. Oh, for years. But it's like, what person 
says, oh, I'm going to steal $100,000 worth of gift cards, but they, they won't catch me. They won't catch me yeah. at all. And I, you know, it reminded me of a time where, you know, I, I, I had made this gift for one of my friends and I had went to a grocery store and I had gotten like 20 blank gift cards, but I only put money on one of them. And uh, I, I threw them all into a big box and like shook them up. And I'm like, happy birthday. Good luck finding out which one has money on it. Yeah. So, you know, it's like those stories that she tells that you can relate something to, which are like the best ones. Wow. Yo, that, that's an interesting thing. I might have to try that out for like. <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if, you, if you're trying to get back at your friend for something, definitely oh, yeah. do that. Because it's, gonna, it's gonna, like the ones that don't have any money are going to get declined or something. Or like. <laughs> It's true. It's, it, it, ended up, it ended up being quite funny because my friend that got those gift cards, uh, she had to call each of the businesses to check each gift card. And uh, it was like one of the last gift cards that she checked. And it was to Sephora that I got her this gift card and she had money on it. And she's like, you know what? You got me Sephora, which I love. So I can forgive you for the 20 blank ones that I had stealing before. Did that, did the person, was it just one gift card that they put a hundred thousand dollars on or was it like over a course of time? I think they were taking gift cards, loading them up consistently. And then over the course of time, they were, it was what a messy situation. Like if you're trying to impress a girl like that, you ain't going to get the girl. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not an expert at women, but like, I can tell you that that's not going to (laughs) work. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. So especially <laughs> going to jail. Yeah, like who who says? Oh, yeah. Who wakes up one morning and says, "Yes, that is the direction I want to go. I want to take money to impress my girl and then get locked up." No. <laughs> We interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join the millions of members in the community to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. If you'd like to support the show and are interested in Skillshare, we have a deal for you. For a limited time, click the link in our social media description to get your 14-day free trial on us. It's quick, it's easy, and you can cancel at any time. Go to our link in our description to receive your 14-day free trial on us. Now back to the episode. So um, target like you, you have so many segments on like um, Energy 106. So it's also becoming like Energy 106 as far as like when I f- used to listen to it, like on the way to like school in the morning or like in the car, it was mainly for the music aspect. But I think it's slowly becoming more of like an incorporation of like segments and everything like so is that deliberate or is that just a way to spice things up you you honestly you summed it up and i think like especially in the day and age of streaming where you can pretty much get music wherever you want uh radio is so good at adapting um when social media was introduced radio took over social media um and they continue to do that and that's what i love about radio is like at the flip of a switch we can take whatever is trending and whatever is happening and we can change our industry, which is why radio will always stay relevant. But, you know, we look at streaming right now, you can get the music anywhere, but why are you still going to choose radio? Well, it's because we want to entertain you. We want to keep something local. We want to drive you to have this local content in your car um, or wherever you're listening at home. And that's going to keep people coming back. You know, we have the five o'clock energy mix. People will put that on in their house or when they're driving at home and they'll just have their own little dance party. And uh, that's something that you just can't get anywhere else, especially when you have, we feature local Winnipeg talent. We're like bringing a nightclub to you 
And I love that. And, you know, every morning when we do the feed or we have our conversations, we're talking about the newest restrictions, we're being honest, we're, we're talking about things that you're talking about with friends and families to try and give you that other input that you can have in your conversations. And you just can't get that anywhere else. When you throw on your playlist on Spotify on random, you're not going to feel the sense of community that you get when you're listening to a radio station. Right. And like, you know, nowadays, like you can just hit that Spotify shuffle button and you get all the random playlists that go through. How important is that to build that community connections for a radio station, right? Like you talk about like people yeah. throw uh, dance parties to your five o'clock, uh, five o'clock, uh, what is it? Remix or something like that? Uh, five o'clock energy mix. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And then uh, how important is that community collection for uh, energy 106? Dude, it's everything. Like it literally is everything. You have to make that connection with the community. You have to have, you have to have the community feel like they're a part of the station. And that's hundred percent what we do. You know, we take live callers every day. I know AJ takes callers, Matt does as well. And there's text messages, you know, people are telling us exactly what's going on and we need to be able to grab that information and relay it onto our shows because that's honestly, it's everything. Um, music is there, but music is there to kind of help that whole aspect of being like, you know, it's almost, I like to think of it as like an apartment complex, whereas you have everybody there and we're like the nice landlords. We're not the angry landlords that are raising your rent in a pandemic. We're the nice ones that just are adding a pool because we've heard that that's what the people want. You know, we're listening to what everybody is saying and we're trying to make a safe space for everybody that they can listen to on their way to work or they can listen to at home. And especially right now in the pandemic, it's so important to be listening to how people are and to just be there for them. It's, it's been a, it's definitely been a change of pace for sure. Like no, it has, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, like I was just going to say, I agree. Like absolutely. Like being able to build a connection with someone is a one way to one, keep a listener and two to actually like share awareness and do things. I was going to say like, Oh, on Instagram, especially during the pandemic, I relied on you guys for like the case numbers and everything. Like you guys are my go-to. You know what's crazy? And uh, Julian Rowan, he's a good friend of mine and local comedian in Winnipeg. He actually posted the funniest meme. He's like, I can't believe I'm getting my COVID-19 information from a radio station that plays so much Dua Lipa. But you know what? Like, and that's one thing that I, I got to give credit to my boss, Adam West, and our promotions guy, DJ Sawchuk. Um, they kind of collaborated on that and they, we just kind of felt like that was important, you know, like whether or not we don't, we're not a news station, but mm -hmm. if we can give that information because we get it and simplify it, make it easy to understand. So people aren't so confused about everything that's going on because you can read a hundred different articles, but if you're just looking to see if your gym is open, we want to have that just like ready and figured out for you. And, you know, we've, heard from countless amount of people in the Manitoba government that like we are the number one source for Manitobans for getting their COVID-19 news and we're okay with that like we're going to continue to do that but that's what I mean about like listening to what people are saying yeah. and there are people saying like oh this COVID-19 news is so hard to find it's it's about taking that and being like well we're going to make it simple for you and we want to we want to make sure that you have it at your fingertips for when you need it so I'm really happy you brought that up because that's a really good point. No, absolutely. yeah like uh i always that was like one of the go-to and first of all like you guys made it so it's so simple like it's not 
the what the government puts out right the government uses yeah. big words that yeah. sometimes for me is hard to understand right uh, <laughs> so so just having that simplicity towards like getting the rules out there i think that's so important so i guess my question would be like how important is the side of like getting the audience engaged with the content that you guys create not only on the radio but also on social media platforms like how important is that to engage the audience that's a man you guys are asking some solid questions like i really appreciate that um but it's it's no different than if you were running a business right like you want to portray yourself the same way on social media as you do in your store like if i really like you on social media and i come to your business and i go into your business to shop and and then it's a different than how you have shown me it online. Well, then I'm confused and I don't understand why you're portraying yourself in a different way. So like we are portraying ourselves the same way on air as we do on social media, because it's like you're coming shopping when you're listening to us. Like, are you coming for what you see on social media? Well, yeah, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to keep it topical and we're going to give you everything that you want on social media. And then when you listen to the radio, it's just an extension on that. I think it's a, it's not just for radio. I think this applies to pretty much anybody, anywhere, whether you're running a business or you're trying to run um, like a social media account, you want to portray yourself as honestly as possible because people can sniff that out instantly. Definitely. Like you, you said it perfectly. And now I think also radio hosts are also becoming like a way of like, internet personalities as well like we saw that you during a pandemic especially like your tiktoks and you know like as a way to entertain as well which is also i'm sure making like ways for energy 106 and putting that name out there but individually you're also becoming a creator in your own sense you you kind of have to and i think it's i think with radio especially you're given the creative freedom to be able to explore and try new things now uh, not every radio personality falls on social media as much as others. Um, but, you know, if you if we specifically specifically look at Energy 106, it's a top 40 station where the majority of our audience is on social media. So, of course, I want to try and be on those platforms, you know, and I, of course, I want to try and make sure that people know that I'm there. So if they have a story or if they have um, a situation that they feel that they want to share on the radio that they can easily find me or any of my co-hosts and just to jump back on tiktok i was not expecting anything from tiktok in the pandemic but you know making fun of the government really goes a long way so we're gonna keep doing that but i think <laughs> it is important like you know and especially for radio to be able to have that one-on-one -on -one connection with somebody like if they hear a funny story on air and they want more details then they can just swing me a dm and we can talk about the story for like 30 minutes after like there's it's just that like chill aspect of like, you can listen to me in the morning and I'll still be your friend in the afternoon. Right. I, and it comes back to the, the, the community engagement energy 106 has, right? Like you guys, you guys make it feel like you're a part of something bigger than just a radio station. Um, and I, and I think that's so important. Like you say, like having that personal DM messages and having that conversation with just like a random person to share your stories. I think that's so important. Um, so like how important is that business side of radio station? I know there's, there's the communications, like that you, you have your streaming platforms, but like, is there also like a business side to radio? Oh yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing, you know, a lot of people will question why changes are made, you know, why maybe some people are let go or why cuts are made. And, 
at the end of the day, radio is a business just like anywhere else. Like we have to make money. And obviously that comes in from uh, sales and that comes from ads and running some ads and uh, promotional things that you'll see the odd time. Um, like music news you can use as something Dave does and it's sponsored. And that's where the revenue comes into play. And I think a lot of people, they really don't understand that, you know, radio stations have to make money just like any other business. I mean, we were hit just as hard as anybody else during the pandemic. Um, it's been a struggle, but we know how important it is to also continue to get that message out. You know, being a radio station, you have your, you have to do what you're meant to do. And that's to continue to uh, relate to listeners. And we're going to continue to do that. But you're right. It is, it is interesting. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, we're a business as well and we have to make money in order to survive. So yeah, definitely. There is a huge business side to uh, radio. And again, not to be like uh, not non-hopeful or discredited or anything, but there's times if, if, is it like the ratings are not good or if anything, it, can that lead to people being let go and shows being shut totally. down as well? Oh, it could be a hundred percent. The reason why somebody was let go, you know, if you don't have, uh, a lot of times people will look at the generic side of ratings and they'll look at the one number that's given out, but there's so many, mm-hmm. um, there's so many branches of numbers. Like, you know, we, uh, we could be looking at males 18 to 34. We could be looking at females 18 to 34. Each station kind of has that target demographic to be able to hit. And there's a, a numbering system. It's very in-depth. I won't bore you. Um, but it's, you know, that could make or break why somebody is let go or that could make or break why the whole station flips, you know, you, we've seen stations flip even in the last year. And, um, we've seen stations flip in Winnipeg over the course of the last 10 years quite often. And, you know, that's typically why it happens is ratings are not, um, they're not where they need to be, but you can also do, it's not just ratings, you know, like we have some really wonderful clients, um, on this on the on the station and uh, they're um, fantastic and they're local businesses and they're the ones that are locally spending with uh maybe it's personalities or shows or stations that they know that they have a connection with um so it's not all dependent on ratings uh those are pretty much just like the national buys but the local businesses and you know they've been hit hard too and uh, everybody's been hit kind of hard in the pandemic but they are also the reason why uh we are still a radio station, you know, cause they haven't given up on us. So what was like, I know you've mentioned that the radio station uh, industry was hit hard with COVID. How was, how did that impact uh, energy 106 uh, specifically? Like, did it change the way you guys function around the radio station or? Was oh it- yeah. You know, it, it did change quite a bit. Um, there was a moment where we had a little bit of uh, a few temporary layoffs um, but thankfully, overall, we haven't really laid off anybody uh, just, yeah, over the course. So it's been very nice that way. You know, a lot of people working from home, uh, which has been very different. You know, a lot of salespeople working from home, just in general, a lot of working from home. Uh, thankfully for us, you know, we can kind of space out in the studio and uh, we're kind of in our own bubble just with my crew in the morning and then AJ coming in after we don't really see him and we sanitize the station and stuff. But just wearing masks outside of the studio and just doing pretty much what you're doing everywhere else. Thankfully, I feel very privileged to work in a uh, spot where I haven't been let go or hit hard. But just being able to hear those stories every single day, it's been uh, it's been eye opening for sure, just on how different lives are right now in Winnipeg and Manitoba. But yeah, radio all around. 
it's it that's what i also just back to what i said earlier you know radio is so versatile and so easy to adapt like if we had to work from home tomorrow we could you know and that's one of the reasons why i love radio is just like the flip of a switch we can pretty much do a 180 and turn nothing into something I want to, I want to transition this a little bit into, cause you said it was a business, right? And in any business, there are competitors, right? So does energy 106 have any direct competitors or are you guys sometimes fighting for spots or anything? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. You know what? Uh, and, and I'm just speaking on behalf of me here, just like a personal thing. I don't yeah. really like to look at um, other radio stations or personalities as competitors because the market is so small. Like all of us are all best friends and like we all hang out typically when COVID is not a thing and we all get along. Um, I also just like to stay laser focused on what I'm doing. There's like this, you know, a path that I'm going down and I'm going to stay on that path. And, you know, obviously I follow other radio personalities and like I look at what they're doing and I, you know, I got to give a shout out to a lot of, I could give a shout out to all of them because they're all doing just, amazing work right now in this pandemic but uh i just typically stay super laser focused on what i'm doing and i think energy 106 kind of does that too you know we we look at what we're doing and we're just going to focus on what we're doing and what we're going to doing and we're going to continue to do that um we're very different i i don't think that you can really get the type of programming that we have anywhere else um it's very much like if you like this we've got this for you and uh but yeah like i think you know a lot of times there are though instances where people are like hey we're competing and obviously with ratings there is that number system and you're one or two or three or four or five and you're trying to get ahead of somebody else but you've got to have that focus and that vision on what you want to accomplish right you can't try and be the other station you've got to give people something different sure right and i think like what robin was trying to get at was the uh like in in the ads, you can hear yeah. Winnipeg's number one hit radio station, and you hear that for 103 as well, right? Um, <laughs> so we want to know. We want to like, know who, who who is number one. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like that's the thing. It's like when it comes to radio stations, like who's number one to you, right? Like whoever's listening at that moment. Like if we're number one to you, then we're number one to you, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it kind of just is for us we you know everybody can call themselves whatever they want but if you're listening to us clearly we're your number one choice yeah that's smart yeah (laughs) targeted targeted marketing my friends See, I like how you stirred that conversation out of the ditches. <laughs> we were trying to get another answer. <laughs> no, and you know what? Like, I, I can definitely address that. You know, like, Virgin is uh, obviously the other top 40 station. But, you know, when I'm even driving and I'm listening to Virgin, like, the difference is, like, sure, we play the same music, but the personalities are so different. And yeah. the type of content that they deliver versus what we deliver is so different and the way they structure each show is so different so there's really no comparison aside from the music that we play and uh so yeah i i can understand why some people would think like you know oh they're in competition but it's like no we're doing our own thing they're doing their own thing we're Mm going to give you something different than what they're giving you and uh hopefully you like ours yeah i'm one question that uh, i asked a couple of my friends like what what are some questions you want to know from tyler carr and energy 106 and one question right. that came up was that when and during like before a song or after a song it would be like celebrities will be like 
I'm Justin Bieber and you're listening to Energy 106 or I'm Dua Lipa and you're listening to Energy. Yeah. How, how are those made? Are those cut in or do you, do you just want me to give away all of our secrets? Well. No, <laughs> no, I'll just, I'll call Dua Lipa right now. No, I'm kidding. Uh, here's the thing. Those well, are- imagine that'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got a picture of me with Lady Gaga behind me. That's probably the coolest thing I have. Um, no, typically, uh, the best way to describe that is like, I can imagine, and I guess for each artist, it would be different, but I guess we can use, we'll use Gaga as an example, you know, when she first started and she had that song, Just Dance and Poker Face, you know, she was so new. So pretty much any time a radio station added her song, she was like, thank you. Thank you. You know, like just every artist, when they're first breaking into the scene, they're so over the moon about it. Um, then we'll typically ask them at that point in their career, Hey, do you mind doing a few liners for us? And they have no problem with it. And I'm sure they sit in a room and they record a thousand of them and just send them off to every radio station. And then once they get big, like Gaga right now, you know, she probably doesn't have time to do that anymore, filming movies and everything. But we still use those same ones from when they were starting off. So, you know, you'll hear those, but those have been pre-recorded sometimes, sometimes. Okay so far so long ago that now we all we have to do is just change the song title so you'll hear our announcers go um it's gaga's new one stupid love and then it's lady gaga going on energy 106 because we just took uh-huh. that little sound bite from when she did it from a long time ago but you know we have newer ones too like i know um i just had a dj and producer i did an interview with him sam felt he uh released a new song with kesha and i had him do some new liners so like they're as long as you're constantly you have that relationship with the artist they'll do pretty much anything for you because they appreciate you spinning their music that's interesting yeah i'm sure you've had the opportunity to build a lot of connections throughout your radio career uh i know you've also gotten the chance to meet lady gaga which is your favorite artist i'm I'm assuming right just just a little bit just a little bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) So, so what what would be your favorite memory throughout your radio experience and like anyone, any celebrities that you've met? Hmm, that's a good question. I can't pick Gaga because I wasn't in radio when I met Lady Gaga. So that one, that would be my number one, but that's vetoed. You know what, honestly, and I'm going to, I mean, this is going to sound super cliche and I hope it doesn't come across this way, but honestly, I, and I noticed this more with the lack of events uh, because of the pandemic, but Honestly, meeting Winnipeggers and just hearing the diverse and different stories from Winnipeggers, I miss that, guys. Like, I really do. And, like, I was looking up old photos where, you know, I used to MC this dance event or I used to MC this. And I haven't had that in over a year. And I really, truly do miss that. And just hearing what people are talking about and saying to my face and telling me, like, man, you know, I liked when you guys did this or I liked when you guys did that. Like, I, I don't get that anymore. And so uh, obviously I get that on social media, but like hearing that in person, face-to-face with somebody is 100%. I, 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 I'll send you guys the picture and maybe you can include it. But there was a moment and uh, what school was it at? Oh, I can't remember. But there was, I, I was in, I think it was Transcona. And there was this moment where I was emceeing this dance competition and after the show was done, about 100 kids ran up and were wanting to ask me so many radio questions. And I just remember that being like one of the coolest moments of my radio career because they were swarming and they just had so many questions about 
the job and the industry and the music and the people. And it was honestly so inspiring. And I, I have that picture and I'm going to get it blown up because I, it is so cool. I will send you guys the picture. You have to include it. Sure. But um, it just was so validating. It really was. And I was like, this is the coolest moment of my career so far. Yeah, I guess that that is a big part in creating that community connection with actually going into the community and like meeting all these people. Do you do that very often? Oh yeah. Did you used to do it very often? Yeah. It was my favorite thing to do. Like I absolutely loved emceeing. If you had asked me to emcee anything, I would be there. I in February, not this year or the year before, or I guess it would have been the year before because COVID started in March. It's already been over a year. That's so crazy. But for February for I Love to Read, you know, I went to 41 schools one month. And a lot of people would just say, you know, pack them all into one. But I really, I really wanted that one-on-one connection with each class. And I wanted to take the time to be able to do that. My boss, Adam West, you know, would relax on meetings and let me go to these schools to make those connections. And I really do miss that. And I really do miss meeting just so many different people and just hearing their quirky, fun stories or you know, maybe something they heard one day that really resonated with them. And I do, I really do miss that. And I can't wait for that to return. That's, that's, I think that's the best part as well. Even like us doing this, like getting, getting that personal touch and getting to know. Yeah. Like I'll be honest, like even, even meeting you guys for the first time and like seeing your faces and having this like moment with you is so special because, you know, we're just having a cool chat and we're just talking and, and it feels like it's in person, even though it's definitely not. Yeah. Speaking of COVID, I just got the numbers for today. So I'm going to get rid of that. There we go. <laughs> no, no, let's get the exclusive. Let's get yeah. the exclusive on uh, Two for Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you get the media releases now, guys. You're <laughs> in the end. <laughs> so so let's, let's transition a little bit into like people who want to start radio, right? And what does the radio industry look like in 10 years because you're saying that it's it's constantly changing so do you still see being around in 10 years or what's the what's the future Uh, there was actually there was actually a survey done not too long ago i can't remember who put it on but they were saying that actually radio in canada specifically canada has increased during the pandemic because a lot of people at home uh you know they're free to play their own music and they're free to listen to kind of what they want while they're working at home and i think a lot of people are choosing local radio so they can get that local aspect so uh, i definitely think radio will be around in 10 years i don't see it going anywhere anytime soon um i do see it being a little different you know we're seeing more syndicated shows we're seeing more shows be broadcasted from toronto to winnipeg or vice versa I, I don't personally like that, but it, it just means that you've got to really fight for what you want. If you want to be an on-air announcer, there are still jobs. There are plenty of jobs. And if you really want to do it, you just have to be super passionate. you got to have that drive. you got to have that willingness to go out and do things and to, to show off who you are. Um, but yeah, I, I think that if anybody is interested, they need to first look at school. I think school is always a really good kickstarting option to be able to say, I went to school. I had so much passion that I went for two years. I got this. Here's, here are some of my samples. And, you know, that just helps. And there's so many schools. I know um, you in Winnipeg, they offer radio broadcasting. There's the state one that I went to out in Alberta. Um, but I would definitely say to start in a school because it just, it really does 
give you that ground for success. It just teaches you those essentials that you need and it gives you that leg up. And honestly, guys, like knowing people is everything. And I think school too, on top of that, my, my teachers, my instructors at state, they're the reason I got my first radio job. They were the ones that were like, no, we see potential in this kid. They were basically like, please hire him. And then they, this person took a chance on me because my instructors were telling them to. So I, I, I do, I credit school for everything. I really do. Are there, are there any tips that you would give to the future generation of radio uh, hosts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, it would be, if somebody was not in school right now and they were thinking, I want to be a radio host, it would be, if you have 100% that drive and that passion to not hold back and to give it your all, um, because I feel like, you know, for the first year or so of my radio career, I was a little timid and nervous. And I think kind of everybody is. But if you go in and you're just ready to learn, and my instructor always says, crash and learn. So you crash and you you're, you make a mistake or you screw up or something's awkward, something's cringy. But what do you learn from that? You know, like crashing is never a bad thing in radio. It just means that you're going to get better. So not to get frustrated with those mistakes and to really listen to everything that people are telling you. Um, you also have to have thick skin. People will also tell you things that you don't want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to just learn to live with that. And you've got to really build yourself up to just be proud of who you are and to be a confident person. And that'll come with time. You know, when you get into the radio program, that's something too that they teach you. And they walk you through how to just be more authentically you. Because I was not myself when I first got into radio, and now I'm living my best life. <laughs> so was was radio everything you imagined it to be, or was it better, or was there something that like surprised you? That's an interesting question. I don't think anybody has asked me that before. <laughs> I think I think it's I honestly, when I was first getting into radio, I honestly thought it was just shut up, play music, and talk when you're supposed to. I think I've grown to even love the industry more just that like everything that actually goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. Um, it's just so much more than what I imagined it. I thought it was just this simplistic eight to five job or, or nine to six job. It is just so much more uh, the creative freedom you get in a radio is mind blowing uh, literally they give you the tools and they say, make a show or they'll say, here's the tools to make some videos, make some videos, you know? And I, I think for me, when I first got into radio, I didn't actually think it was what it actually is. And I, and I mean that by like, you know, I honestly felt like I was just going to go in and talk for a little bit. And then that would be kind of the end of the day, but it's not like you really do have an impact on people's lives and you really do have an impact on the community. And I think that that's just so important um, for people listening to understand that like you can honestly change a life and it's so cool. And like, it's not just radio, like you can change lives doing anything. I mean, look at the frontline workers now, like uh, I respect all of them so much for what they're doing, but I think just specifically for radio, it's just having that ability to have that connection with somebody on such a, personal and deep level is something that I didn't think was possible when I first got into the industry. Wow. That's amazing. So are you, are you, so your daily looks like you're on, you're on in the mornings, right? From yeah. the 10. So what, 
Is, is there more after that or what's your day, kind of day look like? So typically I wake up, well, today I woke up at 4 a.m. because we're recording this on the day that there was a ton of snow. So mm-hmm. I knew I was going to have, and none of the plows are out at four in the morning, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. But typically I wake up at around 4, 4.30. I get to work at around 5.30-ish. Um, show starts at 6 a.m. We do the show from 6 a.m. right till 10 o'clock. Uh, after the show is done at 10 o'clock, I jump into the production studio and I'm the one that produces all of our daily promos. I get a, a lot of our best ofs together as well for the weekend. Uh, so that usually takes about 30 minutes. I also produce a segment called Game Scoop where I talk about all video game news. I produce that as well. Um, so typically that. And then I usually have sometimes a meeting uh, at 10, 30, 11 for a little bit. And then I come home and I nap. And then I honestly just really pride myself on living a fun life because I, I think, you know, especially now, you know, even that, if that's just going for a hike or something, you know, being able to go out and do something and then share the experience the next day is just super important as well. But I also do a Toronto show. I record that on Thursdays. Um, it's just my, I have a weekend show in the company. It's at Proud FM in Toronto. So I, I do a show 12 to 6 o'clock. Saturday and Sunday, it's pre-recorded, so I have to do that during the week as well. So it's busy; it's very busy, but it's it's a, it's a fun business. And and you stay you stay busy outside of um, radio as well. Like uh, we, we looked at you like to bike, I guess, or are you yeah. a biker, or I, you're I also active. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, it's funny because I I wasn't active, and then uh, I started becoming more active. And I just you know I I find too biking. I love it because. I go to different areas of Winnipeg. So like sometimes I'll bike in Trascona and Birds Hill and like, you never know who you're going to run into or you never know what you're going to see. And like, that could be a really fun story to tell on the radio too. So I just, I find like biking is like my own Winnipeg movie and I just bike and like things are happening and I can kind of just like, I don't want to sound creepy. Like I'm looking out for things, but you know, if like a goose, flies in front of my face while I'm biking well that's a funny story you know like and I I just I look at every opportunity as like something that I might be able to share on air so uh yeah no definitely biking video games is a big thing too for me I play my (laughs) Nintendo Switch almost every day and right now I'm binge watching the entire Marvel timeline oh yeah yeah. watching it in order is the craziest thing that anybody can do it's so good Are, are you are you on Disney plus and WandaVision and everything Oh, I watched WandaVision. <laughs> Stunning. It was Agatha all along, baby. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, I actually just watched all of the Marvel movies in order to just <laughs> finish it which, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Asked, which one was your favorite one after watching it in the timeline? Oh, gosh. Well, I, got, I, I like Civil War. Civil See, War. Everybody's, everybody's telling me Civil War, and I'm not there yet, and I've never seen it, so I'm super hyped to watch it. Oh, it it's, it's a good one but yeah, they're all good though they all like fit right in like quarters so yeah they all connect so it's like it's kind of hard i just watched the first avengers last night i was like what <laughs> y'all why haven't i seen this movie <laughs> yeah i think i like the the earlier ones yeah like, like even like that the first captain america like that's probably one of my favorites it's so good good it's so so good but yeah like even watching that like it's fun right and then like you can kind of take what you're doing and translate that on air and like look at Mm -hmm. i mentioned watching the marvel movies in a timeline order and pretty much all of us knew right away we could have a full conversation about it 
It's yes. so awesome. <laughs> one thing I, I want to get your tips on something. So one thing, when we, we started our podcasting, we found transitions to be the hardest thing in the world, transitioning from one topic to another. Do you find that ever difficult or any, like any tips that you could give us? Like as far as like <laughs> radio, cause it's, you've been, you've been in here I, for I, a while. I'll be honest. I think you guys are doing a great job. Um, okay. I think too, it's just about being able to listen to what somebody else is saying too. And you know, we always say in radio, when somebody's on the phone with you or you're having an interview with somebody, you have to give them the floor and you're, tip, you're just helping them get whatever message or story they're trying to get out. You're just helping them with that. You know, maybe somebody on the phone is like telling the best story, but they're leaving out those details. You have to listen to be able yeah. to be like, oh, but what about that? What about that? What about that? So it's about actually just forgetting about what's around you and forgetting about who's in front of you or on the phone with you. And just listening to that story and trying to help paint a picture for them. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you could have written out a hundred things that you really want to talk about with somebody. But if the interview doesn't go that way or if the story isn't going that way, you can't be frustrated with that because you want to just try and help drive uh, whatever that person is saying to their next point to help them out. Mm -hmm. Cool. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I, I know I know you're a big gamer as well. So what are your go-to Nintendo Switch games? Oh god, Animal Crossing, 110%. You should see my island of Chromatica. It's amazing. Um, I also am big into Super Smash Brothers. I also love Mario Kart. I'm also big into Among Us right now as well and Splatoon, yeah. uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Like, man, you name it, and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> you know what? After exams, we might have to hop in Among Us. Room. Dude, we need to. We'll, we'll do a Winnipeg room. Let's do it. Love Let's it. Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll do an Energy 106, and you guys will do a collab. Let's do it. Yes. Love it. Okay. That'd be awesome. So I get pretty it. heated though and it's funny because my friends and I will jump on an Among Us match and we'll like talk on Facebook Messenger and stuff and I always end up being the one that gets the most mad <laughs> <laughs> now we're pretty competitive too so oh good okay good we'll get it going, we'll get it going. <laughs> yeah you're already sus it's fine <laughs> <laughs> let's go Okay, well, I think on that note, it's a, it's a great way to end off the podcast here. Thank you so much for watching, or sorry, listening, viewing, um, and tuning into our podcast. Uh, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now also on Google Podcasts. Sure. Uh, make sure to tune into Tyler's shows uh, on Energy 106 and uh, tune in every Tuesday at 101.5 FM at 11.30 AM. Um, and until next time, peace.